When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser talking to you right here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com. And the awesome array of basketball shows today at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers going in, knowing that they had to go ahead and be shorthanded themselves, it was nice to know that the Jazz would also come into today's game shorthanded as well. Unfortunately, for Donovan Mitchell, that was because of a sprained ankle, and I hope he gets well soon. But they decided, the Jazz, to go ahead and sit out not only Mitchell, but Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley Jr., and Derek Favors for their key components that has led them to the NBA's best record. So they came into L.A., and in a very spirited matchup between kind of different styles where you saw the three-point gunning of the Utah Jazz versus the Lakers. A little bit this, a little bit that, but mainly a lot of inside with Montrez Harold and Andre Drummond and a lot of drives inside from Dennis Schroeder and also uh, some uh, very good mid shots from him as well, right in the 10 to 15 range. He feasted on that. But here today to talk about the game, I've got everybody involved right here. Everybody that is a great part of this Lakers fast break and Lakerholics.com is here today. And we'll start off with the guy who is here first. He is the man behind five things. That's five things. You got to go ahead and check out his articles today at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, they took advantage of what was given to them. That's all that matters. Thanks for having me, Gerald. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was turned out to be kind of a battle of the benches for the most part. We have our two best guys out. They have their four best guys out. So... <laughs> I mean, favors is maybe like fifth or sixth on their death chart, depending on the uh, matchups, I suppose. But uh, you know, without Mitchell and Gobert and, and Conley, this this is this is not. If anybody's like, well, it is a playoff match, you know, it was, it's not a pretender of anything to come. This was a one-off, uh, and it, frankly, we needed this game a lot more than the Utah Jazz did. And it was good that we didn't drop the ball today, uh, so to speak, and uh, blow it because this is a gift horse in terms of where we are in the standings and where they are in the standings. Uh, although it did drop them into a, a tie in the loss column with Phoenix, I think they're still ahead by a you know, couple percentage points or a fraction or whatever, however that works out. But uh, I still expect the Jazz to be number one in the West. Unless, unless Mitchell's out for a long time with an ankle sprain. I mean, we've seen how it depends on the ankle sprain. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't read too much about it. I didn't see what. It, it was of, a low ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain. And so. he'll be back in a couple of days. He'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So, you know, like I said, you know, good that we didn't uh, drop the ball. Could have gone any which way, especially once 
they hit those threes down the stretch in the fourth quarter, I had a feeling that maybe we wouldn't show up in overtime the way that we were supposed to. Uh, but we had a solid overtime showing. Uh, Shooter kind of led the way there down the stretch in the fourth and into the OT, and that was a, a lot of fun to watch for him because, you know, he's 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 searching for something in the offseason. He has yet to prove to me that he deserves what he's looking for. Well, definitely a great showing for him. I also want to go ahead and bring on our one of our other guests. We're going to round it off one at a time here by the time you came in. Also here today to talk about today's game, another great performance for the Lakers again in the overtime. Wish they would have made it a lot easier for themselves, but it was a kind of sloppy fourth quarter. But again, in the third quarter, they came back strong. But here today to talk about the game as well is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean Grice, not only do they need to everybody check out the great stuff that you do for Lakerholics.com. But what's up with this jersey that you're wearing? You're wearing your Charles Barkley rookie jersey and all that. You know, this is the only rookie that you should have right here, young man. Although Charles Barkley is a rookie, he was actually kind of really good. So I'll let you slide on that. After uh, Moses Malone gave him a good kick in the ass, his career really took off. (laughs) I I love those highlights Um, of him taking it all the way from – from coast to coast. I mean, the, you could really see people, people laugh at Charles Barkley and the way he is now. And, you know, all the wrong predictions he makes and they don't see that, you know, there are a lot of people that don't know the type of player he was and, and how good he was. So I'll give you credit on the, on the Jersey. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a good choice. In fact, like I said, I have his rookie card. So there you go. There you go. One of my favorite highlights from the nineties is him backing down one of the greatest defensive players ever, David Robinson, is shooting a three right in his face to uh, win a playoff game. So yeah. he was also clutch. And people can laugh at him today, but we, everyone on this panel knows what kind of player he was on the court. He was a bad man. As for the Lakers game, Gerald, I'm just glad we got the W, man. We just, just keep counting those Ws with LeBron and AD out. And uh, I got to be honest, man, I finished work at uh, 6 a.m. this morning. And I thought, I'm not going to sleep. The Lakers game is on in the afternoon. I'm going to enjoy my time. And then what? they got the lead. And I thought, oh, my God, we got a 12-point lead and LeBron and AD are out. You know what else is foreign to this group? Playing with the lead. We all know runs take place, but with the kind of defensive schemes that Frank has, you would think that, you know, a 12-point lead, they could chalk it up to a 15-point lead. Maybe the Jazz cut it in half. It didn't work out that way, man. I almost threw up in my mouth watching the offense in the, in the fourth quarter. And uh, we pulled it out, though. We pulled it out um, when, when Jordan Clarkson was spotting up for that three and Dennis was running after him. Uh, I went numb because I thought, oh, my gosh, this is it. But, I mean, we pulled it out with Scrappy. I'm glad we got the W. And, hey, look, the Knicks did us a favor last night. They beat the Mavs. I watched that game. Julius Randle was absolutely insane. And now we're a full game up on the Mavs. I mean, this is what we were talking about the other night. Just keep stacking the Ws as you can because everyone's going to win and everyone's going to lose down the stretch. Well, something like that we were talking about previously all week long about trying to go ahead and distance yourself from as much as you can the Portland Trailblazers and the Dallas Mavericks. And it's really encouraged by the defensive showing in the third quarter by the team. The steals that they were getting, Andre Drummond seemingly time and time again was going for those uncontested dunks, although it kind of made it hard on himself. You could see him laboring after a little while on it, but you know, it was just kind of also concerning to see them fall into those bad mistakes. A lot of turnovers in the fourth quarter. They gave up that big run. And I thought I was going to hear Laker Tom in the back of my head saying Frank Vogel got outcoached again when Quinn Snyder pulled out that 2-3 zone that kind of befuddled the Lakers at first. But leave it up to Schroeder. They could not match up well with Schroeder, just seeming like he had the advantage whenever he wanted. The Lakers had that advantage at the at the point. And also as well down low, where Montrez Harrell and Andre Drummond just seem to feast. But good performances today throughout. And here today to talk about the game as well is a good man behind Lakerholics.com. You got to check out what he's doing on his articles on Medium.com and Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, 
the performance in the overtime was outstanding. Third quarter defense was great. A fourth quarter, uh, you know, just mistakes, letting this team back in the game. And I, I thought I would hear a little Laker Tom telling me, uh-oh, looks like Frank Vogel got outcoached again. Well, you know, this was like the classic game of the old school versus new school. The Lakers got outshot by 12 three-pointers. <laughs> That's 36 points. They made it up by 26 points in the paint and 12 free throws, 38 points. Well, that's something. Well, um, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I mean, when you have such a distinct advantage inside, because there was no post-up game for Jazz, they're tempting you to go ahead and do two for three. Two for three? As far as two points for you versus a three-point attempt for them each and every time, because they're asking you to go inside the analytics game. Basically, that's yeah, what yeah, they Yeah, well, I, th I think that that's, that's logically what you do when you, you don't have an interior defense and you don't have a shot blocker in there. Although I, one of the big plays was the block on Kuzma, which was a great turning point of the game. And then that crazy, with 0.1 seconds left, three that uh, that they hit to uh, take the lead. Uh, you know, this was a game that showed the Lakers great points and the great Lakers weak points. In the third quarter, we saw the great defense holding them to 20 points. In the fourth quarter, we saw the inefficient offense falling apart and not knowing how to handle the zone and basically only scoring 16 points. I thought the two big uh, clutch plays were obviously the three that Morris hit to break that 15-0 streak and the layup that Dennis got to tie the game and send it in overtime. In overtime, you know, we we took the lead and, and did it comfortably. Um, but all game long, I was screaming every time we'd get up to 10 points or 12 points that winning for that, that three-pointer to get us up to 15 to break that game open and every time something would happen, we'd we'd miss a bunny underneath, and they'd come back down and hit a three. But it, you know what was funny about the game is, it was a great game. Yeah. You talk at the beginning about, God, you're missing LeBron and AD on one side. You're missing Mitchell, Mitchell and Gobert and and Conley on the other side. And and you know what do you expect? You expect the G League game, but this was yeah. everything but a G League game. It was a well played game by both teams some fortuitous bounces, especially in the fourth quarter. I mean, there were at least two or three steals that we had where the ball just bounced the wrong way and ended up in the hands of hands of the uh, Jazz. Um, but credit to both teams for playing a great game. If you were one of the few 2,000 fans that got into Staples, you got your money's worth. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hearing how many people were going to be out of the game that would be in the 80s, 88, 83, or something like that. I thought it was really going to be an ugly game, but you know what? As far as just watching it, not knowing that any players were out of the ball game, it looked like it was a really good game to watch. I mean, from all aesthetics, you know, it's the modern game you saw today. It was right there for you. If somebody wants to take a look and understand today's game as opposed to 10, 20 years ago, they need to check out today's game, how it was played, how it was mapped out, how it was coached, and understand that this is going to be the game going forward. And basically, it was again, like I said earlier, it's a course in analytics. It's a three-for-two scenario. You saw so many much more three-pointers put up by the Jazz. They were going to live and die by it. It worked for them in the fourth quarter, but unfortunately for them, it didn't pay off in, in the overtime because they stopped hitting. They got tired. They looked fatigued. You start seeing a lot of short three-pointers, and you know, the Lakers took advantage from there. But it is the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers did play, like I said, an excellent overtime, and they win 127-115. But here today to talk about the game as well 
is a good man indeed. You got to check him out anytime he goes ahead and is here on the Lakers Fast Break or making a, a great comment or a point on Lakerholics.com. It is L Rob and L Rob. We've got a full house today, my friend. I don't know what's up with that. What, <laughs> I think it's the time. You know, I think the Lakers should play 130 games each and every time so that I could get this kind of attendance. But L Rob, great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on today's game. Great to be here. It was an exciting game, man. That's 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 NBA basketball. So um Utah, what 60% of their shots were from three. The Lakers tried to chase them off the three-point line, but they do such a good job of moving that basketball that you cannot outrun the basketball as a defender. And uh, they took advantage of, of Dre to get the game open with Ilasova hitting five three-pointers to, to start the game. That just got uh, Utah comfortable. So from there, it was, you know, it was, you know, it had a little bit of everything. You had what you had KCP and, and Clarkson getting texts. I mean, you got, you know, you got guys barking all game. So it was it was pretty entertaining. But one thing the analytics show that when you shoot cast nothing but threes, you're not getting to the line. You're not getting downhill. You're not attacking. So it's pretty passive a game, you know, type of approach. And the Lakers, you know, like Tom mentioned, they had a huge advantage from the free throw line. They shot the free throws well, and uh, that really helped them secure the win. It's good to see Dennis have a, a good game and a real clutch game when they needed it. Hopefully that'll kind of um, give him another boost of confidence and 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 bowl well moving forward. But I thought his defense on Clarkston too, um, in the That's last hard. the fourth quarter was pretty good. So Clarkston's crafty in the lane. He can bully you. He's shifty, and he tried to bully Dennis, and Dennis wasn't having it. And there was that one post up that, that yeah. uh, Dennis just was playing excellent defense. That's probably the best defense I have seen him play since he's been on the Lakers. Yeah. So so it was a, it was fun game. I think it was so much fun. That's why you got a full house today. We were, we were all excited about the game. Well, uh, well, Elrod, this was the game they have to have. I mean, you know, this is the game that, you know, there's so many players for Jazz that are sending out that will not be sitting out on Monday. So there, there's going to be a situation where you have to win these games. And the Lakers are used to playing right now without LeBron and AD. And the Jazz are not as comfortable with that. And you saw today by putting up 63 pointers for the Jazz, uh, you know, it was just something that, you know, you had to go ahead and make sure that you win with so many players out of the lineup. And the Lakers, fortunately, they were able to come back in the, the overtime and just, they, I saw the, the Jazz looked like they would ran out of gas because they did play a game yesterday. I think it was early, early game yesterday. So it showed. I want to go ahead and hit you up, Jamie, on this. Jamie, when it comes to this game, you know, how can they sustain this momentum? Because this is obviously something that they were able to go ahead and compete very well, continue that attitude. Andre Drummond, you saw both the good and bad. What can he do for the team going forward if he gets his mind and his body right? I posted a little bit about this today on my late Celtics post. It ended up being more of a what does the future hold for the, the rotations when uh, Davis comes back in a, in a week and a half, two weeks or so. You know, I think the number one way we can sustain this is if on Monday, Mitchell and Gobert and Connolly and Favors all sit again. Uh, that's that's really <laughs> going to happen because when healthy without LeBron and AD, uh, if the Jazz have those guys playing, I, I just I don't I don't see us winning. I don't. I don't think we have the firepower. I don't think we have the talent. I don't think we have, we don't have enough. So those guys play on Monday. I don't know that we can sustain this. You know, Drummond's, it's, it's been a weird start to his Laker career. You know, that stepping on, getting his toe crunched like it did was a huge, huge step back for him because he wasn't in a rhythm before because he'd been sitting for a month and a half, two months. And now he's in the lineup. He's out of the lineup. His toes are, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard way to like come up into a playoff <laughs> situation where a team has playoff title expectations. So he's, he's got a rough hill to climb, you know, not having Gobert in there. I thought opened up the game for him a lot. I, I don't think that he could have dominated as he, like he did. Although I, you know, I will say this, one of the things that is a joy to watch Andre Drummond do is defend the passing lanes. Andre Drummond is an excellent big man in the passing lanes. In the same way that Mark Gasol is an excellent player from the high post, Drummond is excellent at just anticipating passing lanes, getting his hands up, knocking a pass down. I mean, he led a break 
all by himself at one point you know three, three times three times yeah, yeah I, I mean he, he's got great hands so that is I, I missed most of the first half of the game it was beach day so i, I, I might have missed one of those oh no this was all in the third quarter oh really and then i yeah just, he uh, he took I, over in that first part of the third quarter with three straight times quarter. yeah his ability to steal is is intriguing as far as how's it concerned you know how he's got such quick hands like tom had said before yeah, his his hands are lightning fast, and 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 he's excellent in the paint. But I mean, I just I I see a bad fit for him when AD comes back, and I see an even worse fit for him when LeBron comes back because those guys are want to get those guys want to get into the paint, especially LeBron. His whole game is based on getting into the paint, and if Drummond's in there, they're just going to pack the paint. And it's not like some genius like you know idea. That's what teams will do, especially in a seven game series. There's no reason that they wouldn't there's there's you know that we don't shoot threes great so that's the that's the formula it's not magic it's not secret it's just common sense basketball on the defensive end um you know i wish like so many times in my life that i could combine like two or three players on the lakers into one player like i wish i could combine drummond and gasol into one player or west matthews and ben mcamore into one player so that like we get the defense from the one guy but the offense from the other guy, but you know, that doesn't work. And we can't like, it's not like hockey where you can just be like, all right, you're in, all right, you're in. Like as they're running down the floor, right? Like it's, you can't substitute like that. So you kind of have to LeBron and AD into one player. Huh? LeBron and AD into one player. No, no, they're both good enough on their own. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I mean role players so that you get like kind of another star out of role players. You know what I mean? Like we, we got plenty of role players who do one thing great, but what we lack are dynamic players. Schroeder was supposed to be that. I think he's a lot more dynamic on defense and offense. Um, what I would like to see from Drummond is just stick with it on D. You know, whether the offense is there or not, that when he missed those two layups, one of which should have been a dunk under the basket late in the fourth, I was like, why are you, why are you like hooking the shot in? Like you're the biggest man on the floor by like four inches. Like jump, keep the ball high, come down, set your feet, jump up and dunk it. Like don't. Did, or the, or, and if they foul you, they foul you. Like, we'll live with that. But, you know, don't let your offense dictate your defensive effort. And if he does that, he's going to find his role, I think, on this team reduced over time. There's still a world where I see Mark Gasol starting when AD and LeBron get back just because of the spacing issue. I can see Magic Man shaking his head, but you lose back-to-back playoff series with Drummond in there and you know, who's going to make a change. And that's Frank Vogel. He won't make a change during the regular season. I can see this rolling exactly how it is right now. You know, Gasol as a breaking case of glass player, Drummond getting the slot starting spot. But if he, if we lose a series, a game or two in a series, and it's, it's looking like this formula isn't working with Drummond in there with on offense, and he's not making a huge impact on defense. I don't see why they wouldn't make a change. I mean, it, it, it took, Hardly any time at all for, I mean, that was, this is one of Vogel's strengths, right? I mean, during the regular season, I, I know it's infuriating for Laker Tom because Laker Tom likes to switch things up. Like, you know, he's playing uh, Jenga, you know, like this. You know. The matchup game, man. But Frank doesn't work like that. Frank stays the course all season long. And then mm-hmm. the playoffs, when it truly matters, he's, he's adaptable, which, you know, that's, it is what it is. That's the Great coach. Formula. We could wish for a different coach, but that's what we got. Well, that's what we got right now. Dr. Frankenstein already trying to go ahead and mix and combine all these oh, players man. into 100. There you go. I'm talking about genetics. I'm not talking about lineups. Exactly. Magic Man, I know you had an issue with what Jamie was saying, shaking her head. I could understand what Jamie's saying in regards to Andre Drummond because of the fact that he could clog up the middle and that could you know, obviously hinder LeBron's game quite a bit. And with AD, you know, is he going to be with with Andre Drummond exclusively on the outside? That doesn't bode well for the AD as far as it's concerned because AD is only a average shooter at best. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. So you were shaking your head. Why or do you disagree with what Jamie Sweet was saying? Have you seen the movie Pulp Fiction? <laughs> okay. So I won't go Ezekiel 25-17 on you here with Andre Drummond. However, he is nicknamed the Big Penguin for a reason. If you see him play in the paint, he plays with a large wingspan, and it's like he's like it's like Batman almost, like with his wingspan. The way he's able to, he can pretty much move you out of paint 
with just his arms. He doesn't really need to use his body all that much. So I think that works well with AD, especially defensively, because with Anthony's ability to recover, I don't think we're going to have problems popping up because of paint protection. I do agree with you. It could become uh, a hindrance offensively, depending on the spacing. So I almost see AD, LeBron asking AD just to be Tristan Thompson. Grab the rebounds, get the putbacks, and I'll look for you as the role man. I, I think it's that butter and toast simplicity that's going to work for them. Well, L. Rob, I want to ask you this, and, and this goes into, as we close out the show here in just a few minutes, Laker Tom, don't worry, I'm going to give you plenty of time to go ahead and close out the show in regards to what you're writing about <laughs> at LakerHollies.com. But L. Rob, I wanted to go ahead and touch on something that we haven't spoken about who did very well who I'm hoping will be okay, maybe like a calf strain or something that he suffered in the overtime, but Contavious Caldwell-Pope finished with 25, had a very strong game. These are the games that Laker Tom has always said that he needs to have more often. He needs to be more aggressive. And this is the, I don't know if it's because they, they didn't see any more options or because Kuzma was invisible for almost the entire game. But I want to ask you this, L. Rob. I mean, how come we can't get this KCP more often? Mm, he's an enigma. That's the story of his his career. And I mean, watched him here in Detroit. It's the same thing. He'd go for thirty points one game, and then the next game, he may have six or eight points. And he's up and down. He caught a good groove though in the playoffs last year. And I think it's something about tasting that championship taste that when the playoffs roll around, you are going to get uh, KCP and LeBron and those guys will be in his ear telling him to be aggressive. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I like what KCP's head is right now. I mean, you know he's always going to play hard on defense. He's always going to give 100% effort on defense. So, I mean, that's what the Lakers hang their hat on and probably getting back to Drummond. That's why Drummond's going to be in the game. Vogel um, appreciates defense, and he'll give the Lakers much better defensive presence. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things are – we're in a pretty good position if LeBron and AD comes back healthy. Um, we got a lot of pieces, a lot of, a lot of, it would give Vogel a lot of flexibility. But KCP, I'm not worried about him. I, I, I like where he's at now. Um, he's turned the corner. He's playing very well, shooting, what, close to 45% in this recent stretch from three. Was aggressive today. Um, he's not just shooting the threes, though. He's, he's, he's pump faking. He's getting into the lane. Uh, so he's diversifying his game, and that's what the Lakers need. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, as far as Kuz go, I know y'all mentioned he was kind of invisible, but he was actually moving the ball very well in the, in the first quarter, and he, was, he, he, he did his job. I mean, he wasn't looking to shoot much, which is okay, but the Lakers were scoring. Scoring wasn't a problem, so I have no problem. He was, he was a ball mover, and he made some good passes, some good hockey assists, and he did his thing, so – yeah. Second half, though, I thought he should have been more aggressive. Uh, I understand he got a shot blocked late in the game by Ilyasova, and that sh- I know he is, you know, Twitter's not going to let him live down anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, I would have liked to see him a little bit more aggressive. But you're right, 13 and six, uh, you know, not too bad. Uh, 13, six and six, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just a little underwhelming. I mean, Kuzma, if he wants to go ahead and talk that game, he needs to take advantage of games like these and, and step it up and be that guy that's going to score you 25 yeah. to 30. Otherwise, you are a complimentary player, yeah. which we see him as, but he doesn't always see himself as. So that's yeah, that, that's that was one of the most ridiculous comments I've heard from someone saying that Drummond hasn't had coaching. Yeah, look, I mean, you know that I I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, and you know that was crazy. I mean, he's had some good coaches. He's had some decent coaches. Now you can say he hasn't played any you know, pressure packed playoff games. That's a different story. They had one series in Detroit where it was him and Blake Griffin's first year. Uh, I think that was, that's been it so far. Yeah. yeah. Once, once LeBron and those guys, I mean, Drummond has a tendency to, I mean, you see he, he'll, I mean, he, like Jamie said, he's great in the passing lane. I, I remember when you guys first asked me, I was like, Drummond is good. He's got quick hands. He's good at, you know, he's good at stealing the ball and, and he's powerful on the boards, but he doesn't go up strong. He does a lot of flip shots. He does a lot of trying to dribble into the, you know, moves. And once LeBron and those guys come, I think he'll LeBron will cut all that out and just tell him, look, I'm gonna get into the lane. I'm gonna lob it to you. I'll get it to you when you're open. You don't have to be a creator. 
but you got to be accountable on defense. You cannot just decide I'm going to switch and check this guy. Like he tried to do a couple of times in the fourth quarter, and they moved the ball a couple of times, swing, swing, and somebody's wide open. Why? Because Drummond's gambling, deciding to switch out on a guard out of nowhere. Can't have that. That's not championship ball, but I'm sure the troops will get him in line as, as far as that goes. Well, I'm hoping that that's the case. Maybe you should spend a little less time on the hair. Jamie, go ahead. I mean, there's the, it's, it's a thing, dude. It's a thing. But uh, it, it is a thing. Okay, okay. Because it's like I mean, uh, you know, it's like short shorts in the eighties. Just uh, well, if he likes the blonde hair, just you know, if he wants to stand out, just let the game stand out as well. That's just focus on that game. Focus on that game. Yeah, no, no, they got to be fashionistas, senior experts, video game experts. You know, they're, they're, Everybody's got multiple irons in the fire, man. We all got gotta diversify. You're right. You're right. We all got our we all got our endeavors. We all got our endeavors. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers in overtime, they pulled out the win 127-115 with a strong overtime showing. Remember, for all the stuff that you need in regards to Lakerholics, you got to go ahead and check out first the Facebook group that we have, Lakerholics, where we have a lot of great conversations. Plus, you can also see a lot of stuff that we do there. But Lakerholics.com, for the best in Lakers conversation, go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. It's always spirited. It's always fun. It's not really as violent as it was on the Hoops Collective. Actually, if you checked out that podcast recently on the MVP race, and that was just uh, very vicious, I guess, going back and forth from what I heard. Actually, make Laker Tom and I look like almost like a tea party in comparison. But Laker Tom, although we could get an argument, Laker Tom, you, me, and Jamie could really get into a, you know. Tea party is a loaded phrase there, Gerald. Ah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Um, maybe like a garden party. How about that? Something little nice, something little just, you know, just very calm, you know, comparatively where they were just, you know, shouting expletives and things of that nature at each other. That <laughs> got nasty on that show. But Laker Tom, I want to go ahead and leave it off with you. You've got a great article coming up, I know, in the future at Lakerholics.com. But what are you going to be writing over the next few days? What are you going to write? What are you going to be writing about over the next couple of days at Lakerholics.com? Well, before I tell you that, I, I'd like to put in my two cents worth for the most recent comments by everybody on the everybody on the podcast here. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just naturally the the other opinion on almost everything. If everybody says it's green outside or the sky is green, I'm likely to say it's red. But I find myself being in a position of of wanting to at least congratulate some of the players who I thought really played well today and showed why they should be kept on the Lakers and why they do fit. And most importantly, why they may even fit better when LeBron and AD are back. So I'll start with the number one person being kicked around, which is Andre Drummond. There's a couple of things that you see about Drummond that you have to love. First off, I thought Kuzma was right in his comments about Drummond never playing in a winning situation. That's He's not what never he said. played where That's not what he said. The, he game, said he... the outcome of the game and the season were more important than his personal stats. L. Rob, I think it's clarifying that, Laker Tom. Then we'll let you go ahead. Go ahead, L. Rob. He didn't say he never played in a winning situation. He said he has never had a good coach. Well, he never said he, he used the phrase winning coach. So let, let's let's leave aside. The, forget the semantics. For, let, let me make my point. 
Okay. My point being that you're looking at a guy who has said all of the right things. He said, whatever the team wants me to do, that's what I want to do now. I want to prove that I can play on a championship team and I can contribute to a championship team. And whatever Coach Bogle and the team wants me to do, I will do. If they want me to pass out of the post every time when there's an open man, he'll do that. And he showed tonight some excellent passing out of the post. If they don't want me to take one-on-one post moves, then I won't take them. And once LeBron and AD get back, he won't be taking those one-on-one post moves. Um, He's a great rebounder. He has showed great quickness and hands. I happen to agree personally with Jamie's take that he's not a good fit because he's a low post player and we need the post to be open. And I agree that Gasol at some point in time may take over that starting position and we may see Andre fall into the same trap that JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard fell into. Then there's also poor Dennis Schroeder. I'm probably the biggest Dennis Schroeder critic on the blog. And my complaints about Dennis have been his three-point shooting and his turnover assist-to-turnover ratio. Tonight, eight assists, two turnovers, some clutch baskets. He hit from outside. He hit from inside. He played a great game at both ends of the court. This is the kind of game that will show he's worth $20 million. It may be for the Knicks instead of the Lakers, but great game by Dennis. And he deserves a lot of credit. Kyle Kuzma played great defense in the first half, moved the ball, made a couple of blocks, was an instrumental in, in just having the team play really well to stay in the game. The one thing that we see in this Laker team is if they come out and play a good start of the game and they aren't running uphill for the entire game by being 10 or 12 points behind, they are usually in a good position to win the game. And they did that tonight against a team that was very hot. And then lastly, Andre Drummond's defense on, on Ilisola. Those, those shots, those shots that he hit were not going to be blocked by anybody. They were fallback shots from a six or eight guy with a shot back on the back of his head, and they all swished. Nobody could have stopped those shots. I thought he did a great job on the outside. He's quick on his feet and he can move his feet. So all of those things come down to what am I working on at Lakerholics.com? I'm working on the fact that I think that everybody, including the announcers of today's game, are disrespecting the fact that they have forgotten all about what LeBron James and Anthony Davis can do. I mean, you want to equivalent being missing Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Mike Conley being equivalent to missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Last year, probably the number one and two players in the entire league. Give me a break. That's stupid. And you see the way that the Lakers are playing. They won this game. They came back, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. But they're in the game. They're fighting hard. They're coming back. The players are starting to show some confidence without LeBron and AD. And all of that says to me, NBA championship coming for the Lakers. (laughs) The only thing that gets me when I hear that from Laker Tom is try Laker Tom on Monday. We'll see if there's some conversation changes because it seems to change week by week with Laker Tom, but that's okay. I, I like it. It's spirited. It's fun. You know, hopefully we're not going ahead and verbally getting after each other the way they did on the Hoops Collective. But you know what? Uh, Magic Man, uh, Jamie Sweet, L. Rob, Laker Tom, it's been so great having you here. Guys, I'm going to give you a last chance to go ahead and talk about, you know, leave any thoughts on what you're doing or what you would like to see from the Lakers basically for the next week. What are we going to see from the Lakers the next week? Just some last comments or what you're doing at Lakerholics.com. Sean, with the sinking phone, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> turn it over to you. The phone does not want to stay upright. But, Sean, go ahead and let us know what you're doing at Lakerholics.com or what you see from the Lakers over the course of the next few days. We're dealing with what we can at this point. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this week, actually, because I expect Anthony Davis to be back by the weekend. So that's exciting. Throughout the week, I expect us to be competitive. I mean, one thing I've liked in the past 10 games is this team is fighting. That They're actually fighting. I mean, offensively, it comes to those. Most of them are out there just chomping at the bit, just trying to fight their way back into the game, and that's all you can ask as a Lakers fan. So I expect that on Monday. 
But also what Jamie says is true, too. We don't know the, the true injury status of those four guys. I don't expect Donovan Mitchell to play. And if Mitchell's not playing, I, I don't expect either Gobert and or Favors to play as well. I, I'd expect at least one of them to sit. So I expect a spirited affair on Monday. I don't think it'll be the same game it was tonight. I think we may see that low-scoring game again on Monday with Quinn Snyder and Frank Vogel making adjustments. I mean, they're both friends, too. I mean, for those who don't know, those two guys, they, they've they uh, coached together in, uh, in past lives. And it's a competitive juice as a coach when you go up against a friend just to try and, and knock them around a little bit. So I expect adjustments to be made on both ends. To go off the back of what L. Rob said, uh, Dwayne Casey was the coach that Andre Drummond played under before, and Jamie quality Sweet actually coach. told us quality all the comments. Coach, he's a quality coach. Quality coach. Uh, he's not the best, yeah. but he had some great seasons in Toronto and one good season in Detroit. So I don't know if you can actually say that as an excuse. And I was just gonna say, Gerald, Dwayne Casey was railroaded in Minnesota, and I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna get into the, what happened there, but. You know, he just got railroaded there. They didn't give him enough time. They gave him the time no. in Toronto. He got them to the playoffs. He gave them uh, they gave him the time in Detroit. You know, he had moderate success. You know, he's a quality coach. He's he, uh, So I take umbrage with what Kuzma said. If it was based on the coaching, what Rob said. Well, you know, L. Rob, Dwayne Casey, to me, again, is a quality coach. But you're right as far as what your, your thoughts are today. And I know it's uh, almost got spirited. You, you for once brought the ire out of Laker Tom, not me. That's a good thing. So, El Rob, yeah. I want to hear what you're looking forward to with the Lakers and what, what you expect in the next few days. I know AD is is hopefully. I'm I'm saying Wednesday. I'm thinking Wednesday for AD as far as return. But what are you looking for from the Lakers for the next few days? Just consistency in the Utah game. We're playing with house money, We, you know, just to beat them once, even though their guys wasn't playing. When we looked at the schedule and seen Utah was back-to-back and we didn't have uh, AD or LeBron, splitting with them was a dream. So we got one. So just just go out there and compete the next game. But against Dallas, that's, that's where we got to, uh, regardless of who suits up, we have enough talent to beat them. So a split. Uh, all I'm asking for is a split. Just no. a split. Let's not enough. Build, build on it. Let it was enough for you a few days ago, Laker Tom. It's not enough after we got this win. Ah, <laughs> let me, let me, let me, Tom, let me. I do, I do have to address this though. So his coach initially, Drummond's coach initially was Van Gundy. Van Gundy did not do a good job, in my opinion. Which one? Um, Stan. Stan. He was coaching Stan. Drummond. He, he pretty much let Andre do whatever he wanted to do, and he created all kind of bad habits. Wayne Casey came in, Wayne Casey would bench Drummond. I mean, he did not go easy on him. It was, a, it was some games where, just like Vogel did when in the fourth quarter when it wasn't a good matchup or when Drummond get, you know, goofy dribbling the ball, trying to do too much, he'd bench him. So Casey's a solid coach. I mean, I you know, I have no problems with him. If you give him the right talent, if you would have brought Ka- Kawhi and those guys to Toronto, Casey would have won a ring just like Nick Nurse. So... He's a good coach. So, yeah. I don't, but Kuzma, why? Why even say that, though? I mean, it's unnecessary. I think it's, different. I think it's different from when, let's say, Mark Jackson, who took the team, I think, as far as he could max it, and they brought mm-hmm. in someone else that took essentially that team to another level. I think when it comes to Dwayne Casey, I think you're right, where he didn't have the chance to coach Kawhi. Uh, so you don't know if he could have taken the team to that same kind of levels as Nick Nurse. So I know Nick Nurse gets praised for being the greatest coach under the sun since he's been <laughs> since been doing it. But again, yeah. we don't know how well Dwayne Casey would have done had he had Kawhi. And if you praise Nick Nurse, then you got to praise Casey. He's yeah. the one that brought Nick. The, that was Nick's Nurse boss. Right? He's the one that learned under. He learned under Casey. So how could Nick Nurse be a great coach and Casey's not a good coach? It's, now, yeah. now Mark Jackson is kind of a different story. He took the team to a 50-win season, but I think that under his leadership, that's where they maxed out. Yeah, there's also yeah. a reason why he he's not coached in the league since then. But he's the one that unleashed Draymond Green and kind of set that team up to start playing like that. Yeah. So now, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, he gets credit. He, he has to have his share of credit for their for their winning yeah. too. And it appears the players do give him some credit for what he's done. So. The players, he's also the guy who determine how good the coaches are. Well, hold on. He's also the guy well, who also said at the that the tip of the Lakers game six last year in the bubble, he was really getting on the case of Frank Vogel for starting Alex Caruso, and we all know how that went. So, yeah, just yeah. one game situation. That's okay. Well, it's all well, that sticks you, with you me. Know, this is the same guy who basically tried to get Mike Malone fired because Mike Malone was originally working with Draymond Green. It wasn't Mark Jackson. It was actually Mike Malone. Oh, it's both of them right there in in the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. And now now to see Mike Malone make it further than Mark Jackson as a coach, I mean, he got within – a hair of the Western Conference Finals. Well, I think Mark Jackson has deserved another coaching spot in the league, especially because if you see Luke mm-hmm. Walton from that run as a, an assistant coach where the team basically guided him yeah. instead of him guiding them to that oh, yeah. record, you know, what was that, 23-2 and two or something like that. And that's how he got the Lakers job, and that's basically how he got the Sacramento job after he keeps getting job after job. Mark Jackson, I think, should be given a, a chance to. You're shaking well, your head, like Tom. I think what's what's odd about all of these things is that you can take the greatest coach and put him on the worst team, and they aren't going to do much. You can take the worst coach and put him on the greatest teams sometimes, and he's going to do well. And then there's also the thing about fit between the players and the team and the coach, you know? Mark Jackson's problem wasn't that he couldn't coach. It's that he couldn't keep his religious beliefs outside of the locker room. And uh, there's all of these other issues that come with different coaches in different situations. Getting back to the comments, because I don't want Elrob to think that I'm disrespecting him. I think Kuzma's comments, just like all of these guys out there, you know, they, you put them in front of a press crew, <laughs> they ask them questions. And instead of answering the questions, they have, they have their spiels put together and they let loose with a spiel. And I think all he was really trying to say, and I, and I think this is true of Andre Drummond, that Regardless of who was coaching Drummond in those early days, he was a certain type of player. He was like Dwight Howard. I'm a big guy. Give me the ball on the post. I want to eat. And that really led to a lot of bad habits, just like Lee was saying. He, he developed he developed bad habits. The problem that he has really is he's not good in traffic. You know, if you've got a lot of hands and people grabbing at the ball and so forth, that's not Andre's game. Now, with the Lakers, when you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis out there, all of a sudden there ain't going to be a crowd of people around Andre Drummond. We may see a different kind of Drummond. And if he's willing to sacrifice whatever parts of the game we think or Vogel thinks are inefficient and only focus on the parts of his game that are efficient, he might surprise us. Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast, My Worst Holiday, and you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, I'll tell you what, it is another great performance, though. I mean, the Lakers did have to go ahead and feel the matchups out, but it worked out in the long run with, with Dennis Schroeder going right there as far as a lot of mid-range shots, feasting on that. Andre Drummond, Montez Harold providing some inside game, and the Lakers got enough outside shooting from KCP, and the Lakers did, blew them out in overtime, 127 to 115. Guys, it's been a great show. Jamie, I know you've got five things coming up. I know we only beat Denver, and we only beat Miami, and Alex Cruz only played in one game. But in my mind, it's started one game NBA championship. So I, I don't know what more we can do. 
There is no asterisk. It is one of I the agree. best. No, if anything, we can this repeat. was harder than the rest. Asterisks. Like, we can I'm gonna, again, I will have to go on record for the umpteenth time that the Lakers, This was that was probably their best championship ever under those circumstances, under totally. the mental circumstances that they rose to the game better than anyone else. And sorry, anybody else who says, oh, well, this player's injured, well, that player's injured, oh, I, oh this team. You know what? <laughs> there were teams that choked. And then there was one team that didn't, and that was the Los Angeles Lakers. And they threw at the Lakers a different scenario than has ever been made out before. And you know what? They persevered and deserve all the credit that they get. They don't deserve an asterisk. They don't deserve anything but a championship banner, which hopefully they will put up one day indeed. But guys, it's been a great episode. Make sure you catch Laker Tom's articles. Magic Man's articles because he's got a lot of stuff going on there, including his stuff possibly on Charles Barkley. We'll wait and see because you know he's got that jersey, he's rocking that Barkley rookie jersey, cool. like I'm rocking his basketball card. So, Magic Man, we got to go. Hurry up, but let's go, man. Go ahead. Final thoughts breaking news. Uh, I've got a new column coming out, it's uh titled Put a Little Mustard on It. And if you need to know the inspiration behind that. Well, I'll put it in the refrigerator then. So there you go. And the eggs are cooling and the butter's getting hard. But Jamie, leave, he's got leave the, bunny in, leave the bunny in the pea patch. Yes, leave the bunny in the pea patch. There you go. But L. Rob, it's been so great to have you here, my friend. Hopefully you'll be coming back very soon as well. Maybe Monday, maybe Wednesday. Look for him to come as far as the Lakers fast break. Plus also check out his comments at Lakerholics.com. Sean, obviously with his great articles there. Jamie Sweet with five things. And of course, Laker Tom, the man himself at medium.com and lakerholics.com. Plus, if you have any questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break, at Laker Tom, and of course, lakerholics.com. Well, guys, it's been a great episode. Cannot thank you enough for joining me. It's a full house. One of the few times we ever have a full house. I feel so blessed and feel so lucky. And of course, it comes on the Lakers win. Where are some of these guys when we lose? Huh? 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 Hmm? They seem to magically not be here. Hmm. Wonder how that works out. But I'll tell you what, it was a great victory, 127-115. Catch our show each and every time out, wherever you get your podcasts. I've also had not one but two great shows with Stone Hansen and Rafael Barlow on the NBA Draft, so check those out as well. And, of course, we're always part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. Well, thank you so much for being part of today's show. Once again, the Lakers 127-115 in overtime. We will be back Monday night. Hopefully it'll be the same thing as well. Lakers two in a row over the Jazz? We'll find out Monday night. And we'll be here after the game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.